hello. This is the Claim the Throne Blurgecast. I'm Cabba, and I'm here, as always, with me, mate, Ash. How are you today, Ash? Very good, mate. How are you? I'm well, also. Just uh, finished my second Cooper's Sparkling and uh, and Ooh. episode 10 of the Bantools podcast, which has just gone live about five seconds ago. Nice, man. I incorrectly referred to it mm. as making music last week on the podge. You dickhead. I was like... When are you going to get the new Making Music out? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Generally, I don't remember things, but I remember that. Anyway, so... What's the goss? You just sent me two songs. Yeah. And you said that I had to listen to them before pressing record on this podcast. Tell me why. (laughs) I'll tell you exactly why. And that's because I have writer's block. Big time. Ah. So, why did you send me two awesome songs? That took me hours to do that. Just hours? I'd be proud of that if I spent... A couple hours and came out with that. Yeah, I'm really stuck. So, I don't know. How do you combat that sort of stuff? I feel like we've spoken about this recently, but I don't know anymore. I forget what goes through my head and what actually gets spoken about to you on air for other people yeah, to listen true. to. But um, I've been, I've mm-hmm. also had major writer's block uh, as soon as we finished the latest album that is not released. Uh, and I found that, well, I was, what I've always wanted to do with Claim the Throne is to have way sort of longer more epic songs aka moon sorrow or something like that opeth for example i've never pulled it off and i so i just find if you sit and you have this intention of creating something very specific it just doesn't work and what i've done in the past is just i get sidetracked by playing a different style of music than i've been planning to actually write in the songs that i'm trying to write and in the past i've just not kept them or just got annoyed at myself and not saved it anywhere whereas recently when I've been trying to write these 15 minute epic songs I accidentally write one and a half minute melodic Swedish thrash songs and so as we've discussed I've started just recording these ideas anyway so that I've at least got something Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that you know another month or whatever of getting that shit out of my system I might be able to come back with a fresh head and start writing some different stuff again the end yeah so i'm having a similar issue where i'm really inspired by music at the moment and i've heard heaps of cool stuff that's just flicking my switch (laughs) and also production ideas as well flicking your what flicking my bean your bean but yeah i can't seem to get it to translate every time i sit down with a guitar it's just it's like i don't even know how to play anymore and in fact i'm more inspired to write drum beats which has led me to a friggin ashes bloody bargains with ash or whatever you call it these days uh and that would be this thing called a akai i think it's an lpc 80 or something i should clarify that it what it is is it's a midi controller based on the akai mpc and it has little pads on it so instead of programming drums i can just play them into this like crappy little rubber padded thing so actually sit at the kit and play no 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 so this thing's about as big as a, a keyboard but it has eight oh, so you're hitting pads on it. Okay, cool. With you. It's called an Akai LPD-8. AkaiPro.com slash product slash LPD-8. So you're hitting one finger on each pad. Yeah, yeah. So I can, you know, because I'm like okay at drums, I can comprehend how to make my fingers do the work of a kick, snare and like one cymbal at a time. Yeah, okay. And yeah, so I think that would be a really good idea for me to... I don't know when I'm when I'm stuck with guitar because it is hard to just play guitar along to like a click track, but I'm never inspired. I hate the loops that you get for free on 
Stephen Slate, like the grooves, because they're not what I do as a drummer. It's it's actually too busy for what I would be doing. So it'll be cool to just have an idea of a groove in my head, basically trigger the Slate drums via my own hands and whatever I'm feeling and then pick up a guitar and try and record to that. Have you done that much in the past or have you done guitar first and then drums? Man, the band Farthing Wheel, I used to just sit on electric kit. I'd play full songs or sometimes I'd actually program full songs on drums and then just write riffs to the drums, which is why most of Farthing Wheel's utter shit. But um, yeah, it's cool when you got an idea for a groove in your head, but do you ever get that? Like, Do you ever think of drums before guitar? Uh, good question. I don't think that I ever have. Uh, however, I do occasionally think I need a drum feel here or I don't know, as I'm playing guitar, I know what the drums would be doing, but I, I wouldn't do that first. Because when you say things like you want to write a Moon Sorrow song, the way I think about it is that I, I don't know what the hell long epic chords to do and it feels too weird playing that to just a click track. So I'd have to like make a drum beat first to kind of get me in the feel of how that would be and then it allows me yep. the freedom to just play one long droning chord or something like that because I know it's filled in with something. So anyway. Awesome. What's the chances of you doing that and sending it to me to put guitar over? Oh, fucking 110%, mate. Shit a brick, man. Shies and bricking. When you said um, you're being uh, inspired hmm. a lot by music lately, mm-hmm. what, do, what do you mean exactly? Uh, that's a funny one. When we were at our friend Ian's house the other day, he was playing this band called Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shit, which I've still not listened oh, to. man, you are missing out. The album Slaughter Son <laughs> is freaking amazing. On my to-do list. It is. Okay. Put it on the top of your things to-do list. <laughs> it is seriously unbelievable. And I just love the sound of that. And instantly I could tell it was familiar. And it turns out it's the drummer from Dissection, or at least at some point he was in Dissection. And I was looking into the studio that he recorded at and it was at Peter Tackren's studio, the Abyss Studios. and Mr. Hypocrisy. Yeah, him. And so I started looking up his studio and his first he has a Facebook for it and his first post was this YouTube guy that says how Peter Tackren has ruined black metal. <laughs> and he goes, oh yeah, how many black metal, how many classic black metal bands did you produce in the 90s, dipshit or something? So I watched the YouTube video and the guy's like, listen to this production from 1995. It's Peter Tagrin and it's fucking awesome. It sounds like a toilet, but still cool. And then he puts on like uh, Dawn, Slaughter Sun and a bunch of other cool bands and then goes, this is completely shit production. And in him playing all these videos of what he said was shit music and bad production, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I started... Uh, listening to those albums and it just got me on a real epic long-winded six album trip this week and yeah really flick my switches but I just couldn't translate it to actually writing myself so it's where my writer's block came in. Do you have this thing where you can't listen to music without wanting to do it yourself? Big time. Yeah I think even the last couple of years I've tried to make a conscious effort of not not feeling like I have to replicate everything that I listen to. Uh, and there's certain things, like types of music, let's throw Rage Against the Machine out there for, out of nowhere. But if I listen to that, I don't feel like I want to do that sort of music. I just enjoy it for what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but if I listen to you know some sort of extreme metal or whatever, I'm inspired in the sense that I want to do that or I want to incorporate that in my song somehow. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's always a good thing or whether you can just enjoy it without having to actually do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. It makes me want to just turn it off and pick up a guitar and I have to force myself as well. <laughs> and that's an awesome thing, oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I find... If music has the power to do that, forget about it. I find my most prolific writing periods are when I'm listening to tons and tons of music, but I refuse to let myself try and write. So what I'll do is I'll actually sit down and whether it's drum or guitar, it doesn't really matter whether it's drum. (laughs) Uh, As long as I'm practicing or doing something that's like giving me greater abilities on the instrument and maybe especially on guitar, doing, I don't know, some scales or something like that, that just sort of opens up my world a little bit. And then when I just can't stand it anymore, I'll just be so brimming with excitement to actually write that something cool comes out. Whereas, you know, this week I've just two nights in a row picked up guitar, played it for two or three hours and just basically sucked on the fat cock. It's been disgusting. So the um, snippets you just sent me that I just listened to, Cunt One, uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned that it sounds like soil work. Was that offensive? No, no, no. I love soil work. But, you know, prior to 2000, I like Was that work. the intention for writing that or how, how did that come out? Because that's just you doodling and not knowing what to do. That's me trying to finish off a song I started on the 12th of February this year. Songs take that long sometimes. Yeah, but I, I, ugh, I just tried to finish off a rough structure and I thought that was a cool place to take it. I'm really trying to do a bit more like kind of heavy metal slash prog rock sort of thing, but I don't know. what What is that music? that You think it sounds like soil work? That was just the first thing that jumped out to me. Um, That's crazy. I don't know why it sort of sounded a bit... Um, I don't know what the word is. I was going to say symphonic, but from a guitar perspective, not with keys or anything. Uh, wow. And with, you know, just nice sweet lead tone mixed over heavy but nice chords. Hmm, weird. Real <laughs> boring chords too. C, yeah. B, A, G. Oh, no, no, I'm on a seven. Don't know, I'm a drummer. That's every chord. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ask you something and I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Do I like Speed Street? Do you like Speed Street? Oh, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what the hell have you been doing? A bit of trying to be the haunted and uh, had a, a little jam with um, Jesse, our keyboardist, the other night, which is cool. Haven't done that for a long time. Being that I'm in complete claim the throne writer's block, it's nice to have someone come in with ideas, I guess. And it's a really weird thing writing with a keyboard player. I have so much trouble putting something together. I can hear these just chords or little piano licks and stuff and it sounds so awesome, but I have no, absolutely no idea how it would work as metal with guitar and drums and everything. Every song we've done like that over the last few albums has been the same situation. So being in that mindset, just knowing that it will work eventually, it's just going to take a lot of time and effort, I guess. Um, But it's good fun. It's never something you can just whack out in one night, put it that way. Yeah, so what the hell did you do? Did you just try and write based on what she's done or did you try and contribute? Uh, So she 
what is that um, program that she's got where she records stuff on? I forgot what it's called. Uh, Pre PreSonus Studio One. That's the one. So anyway, we just export that, and I drag that into my Reaper as a track, and then didn't know what the tempo was. Spent a time, a little bit of time trying to figure that out, uh, and then mm-hmm. I will learn the the bass notes and the chords, uh, and play those over the top because Jesse's writing style is never straightforward or never something that I can just pick up straight away. So to get my head around it, I'll record mm-hmm. the guitar chords. And by the time I've done that, I can sort of get a bit of a picture of what that riff is supposed to be doing. And at that point, I can either do a lead to match what the piano is doing uh, or exchange a lead from the piano into a guitar riff or do something entirely different and combine them, that sort of thing. And just muck around and experiment, I guess. And then a bit of copy pasta, moving, you know, doubling bits up or moving them around or whatever. And then by the very end, start chucking uh, Stephen Slate drum loops in and putting some vocals over it just for ideas and then kind of re-record the whole thing once the structure's done and record it properly. So it's listenable. Yeah, I always found it really difficult to try and make guitar parts out of keyboard bits. And I've only sort of been semi-successful with, I would say, three riffs in a row. And it was just, it made my brain work in a completely different way. But what I actually came up with when it worked, I thought Mm. was fucking deserved to be on the last Claim of Throne album, but I had just never finished the song. So maybe I'll revisit that and show you and see what maybe... So it's still there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's awesome. Like I've listened to that. You know when you go through your old files of these old demos that you just have discarded? Every time I pull that up, I'm like, why the hell aren't we working on this? This is fucking yeah. amazing. And it's... I guess she has some concept of chord progressions and that... Well, I don't know how you work, but for me... Oh, I just bloody play what I think sounds good and and that's it. So I end up doing the kind of the same thing essentially but in a different key maybe. Oh, sorry, same key but in starting on a different root note. So I know what you're trying to say, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. just transposed. We've got a lot of those ideas which we've spoke about before like the riff banks and that. And you, so when you do go back through the archives of your mm. old stuff that you've never actually done with anything, you hear all this gold and all this awesome stuff and you go, why did, have I never done anything with this? But it's just because you sort of get that block. You don't know how to finish the song or you don't know what to link up or you don't know what to do there. And so you move on to something else fresh and then that little snippet of a song gets left behind. Mm. Made it all slip away. Mm. <laughs> I just remembered what I was going to say to you before, by the way. In um, yeah. I've been listening to this new podcast called Making Music and uh-huh. there's different bits of music in every episode, Yeah, which is unheard of, really. I've never heard anything like that and it always sounds really awesome. Well, what do you mean? The start of every episode has a different quote-unquote song. Yeah, yeah. So, usually I've been trying to... And then, you know... Yeah, trying to... Whether it's you talk about that. Yeah, yeah generally... Like the idea of it was that basically it would force me to write something every week, even if it was only 30 seconds long. Yeah. But it's proven a little bit harder to do that just in terms of finding the time because, yeah, I could just do a very simple thing, but I'd rather do something that reflects maybe the 
quality that I can record to, but it always ends up just being a real rough, unmixed demo of just a real basic idea, which is also cool. And that gives me, forces me to do a little bit of practice and time constraints. But, oh man, I don't know how long I can bloody keep that up for. Time taxing. Anyway, it's been fun. Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea anyway. Appreciating it. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, I've been enjoying your podcast too and it's it's been nice as well to sort of separate that stuff out because when we used to do the podcast with both of those elements intertwined, it would always be like me listening to you for, you know, 20 minutes and then you <laughs> listening to me for an hour and 45 <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it's cool to just for me to get on the train and listen to my mate Cabba. It's been nice. No, I think it's cool on, on this show we just sort of... Uh, talk shit and nothing's planned and we just see what we're up to and it's natural talking so it's cool to do that but then it's I think it's also good if we can um, do our own thing and get a get a bit more deep into the craziness that we're passionate about I guess and listen to each other talk mm. separate and then catch up and talk about it as well bounce ideas off each other I think it's cool and hopefully in the very near future we may possibly do some sort of thing like this in a live situation if any of you listeners out there have any interest in a live blogcast live um, sessions courses I don't know something like that let us know yeah I think the live place would be an awesome awesome opportunity to bring all three things together so like you could talk your hashtag marketing 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 and I could <laughs> I could talk my it's definitely hashtag not pro recording wheel. Hashtag farthing wheel. Uh, just give an opportunity to show that, you know, it's pretty fucking hard to make like a pro album from your bedroom, but you can get started on um, at least doing raw tracks that you can send to a mixer that might save you a bloody five grand on tracking costs if you can do it yourself. So it would be nice. And then also to tie in a live podcast where, I don't know, we can answer some questions, talk some shit with some people and... Yeah, that, I think it would be awesome, fun, man. It would be cool. And you might not be able to get a big tour through uh, some amazing booking agent that you want or some huge support bands, but you can certainly book your own shit and uh, we can show you how to do that very easily. Well, not easily, but it can be done. Yeah, it would be sweet if people could email us, info at claimthethrone.com and yeah throw us some ideas obviously Stu Amos you guys will be right in there straight away but <laughs> Ryan Smith all of you <laughs> yeah uh, Paulie Cottrell but anyone who might <laughs> Ashley Large yeah I'll be there for sure anyone who might be interested mm. in the idea of obviously you'd be living in Perth WA to get hold of us um, yeah it would be cool to have a small amount of people to present something to and yeah we'll see where it goes for sure. And there's no reason we can't um, film that and record the audio and have it online as well. So anyone around the world mm. can um, get involved. Why not? Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. Yeah. What else, man? You've been booking some shows, eh? Our yeah. Show. So we've, we've got this gig tomorrow night uh, on... Which will be two weeks ago when this comes out. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then we'll talk about it in the next episode following this also. <laughs> <laughs> but in in uh in our real time life tomorrow night we're playing a metal cruise gig, so something a bit different, not in your ordinary venue, but in a paddle steamer on the Swan River in Perth, WA. 
which we have done twice before. It's, it hasn't been an annual thing, unfortunately, but it has been sporadic and we've managed to get the third one happening. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fair bit of work getting it organized, so I haven't wanted to do it while we've been a busy band. But um, yeah, since we finished recording the album and it ain't out yet and we don't have a whole lot on, it's just the timing was pretty cool to give it another shot. And I think we currently have about two tickets left, so it should be mm. sellout and a whole lot of fun. But yeah, shitloads of, um, of stuff involved in getting it together. That being said, it's not that hard. You find somewhere cool that is a different venue than normal um, to get people's interest and you send them an email or you make a phone call and say, can I book it? And they say, okay. And then you take it from there. Uh, to um, a tip number one. Have we organized a rug for tomorrow night? A rug. <laughs> Last time we played this hmm. paddle steamer, there was no rug and oh, there was floorboards and we had to, because... For the drums. Oh, and, and the, the mics. mics. And Possibly. the cabinets even. Mm. And the wheels on the yeah. cabs. Shit yeah. a brick. So we could also just put the cabs on their side. Glad we spoke yeah. about this. Because it's, it's on a second story. So when it's slightly choppy and it does get choppy because metalheads swing from left to right and uh yeah things start moving around so yeah we should probably organize a rug and definitely bring gaffer tape as well so possibly a sandbag to hold okay mic stands in place or something but do you have a rug i do under me right now i'd have to wrench it out in a magic trick style oh man i've got all sorts of shit around here i'm sure yeah it wouldn't have to be too big yeah anyway continue do you have a, a red carpet? I don't. Because it does have the theme the theme of a heavy metal formal, uh, which is also something crazy different. Uh, so I'm glad people have taken it on board, no pun intended, <laughs> and are keen on trying that out. So if there's a few tuxedos and ball gowns and flannels and bow ties and shit around, that would be pretty funny. Uh, but I was thinking about a red carpet today for people to walk down whilst um, Josh, the co-organizer of the heavy metal formal is giving out red roses to <laughs> girls as they board uh what about a, a bread carpet <laughs> bread carpet yeah all right consider it done so what are you wearing tomorrow night cover or is it a surprise haven't really thought about it at all no no surprise i have absolutely no mm, idea neither do i but i've got shit in my wardrobe i'll be able to find something bo pippin worst case <laughs> ontario <laughs> wow <laughs> What are you wearing? Oh, man, I don't know either. I'm going to... I've got a suit jacket. Birthday suit? Yeah, gross. <laughs> I'll probably just wear like regular clothes, but just stick a suit jacket on. I'm really unprepared for this. Oh, actually, I've got a dressing gown. Maybe I should wear oh, that. Oh, that's a fucking good idea. Yeah, maybe. I, was, we'll I, don't know, I might go to the Sammy's, the Salvos or whatever it is tomorrow and find something funny. I was thinking I could find a, a white jacket and take a texter and people mm. can write swear words on it or metal things. <laughs> Do you have an album of the week? Yeah, easily Dawn Slaughter Sun. Check it out. I encourage you. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Incredible. Awesome. That's exactly what I'm doing after this. Good. Um, I've been excited about uh, the band The Lurking Fear. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about that on here at all, but um, it's got Thomas Lindbergh from Out the Gates on vocals and Adrian Erlinson on drums and a bunch of wow. other Swedish freaks. Um, and they just posted a, like, a teaser video thing yesterday on their Facebook. Mm. Sounds friggin' sick. Really? Like at the gates, but more more death metal, but still with Lindbergh voice sort of. You love him, huh? Hey? Check that shit. 
Uh, I don't know if love is the right word, but I would lick him out, put it that way. <laughs> the biography. This is how to write a good biography. Short and catchy to the point. The lurking fear is bringing sheer natural weirdness and horror back to the scene as we want our death metal ugly, twisted and possessed. Riffs should stir up real feelings of repulsion and disgust deep down in your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's funny. I just tried to Google it and I wrote Tom Lindbergh lurking and the first Google thing is cops, colon, drunk illegal offered girl... No, no. Drunk illegal offered teen girl money, grabbed her. <laughs> Whoa, mama. Yeah, weird. Anyway, fuck cool, man. So, you think that's a good idea of something I should listen to? Yeah, oh, there's no there's no full songs or anything. It's just a teaser video. That was shit. If I have to give him an album of the week, it will be Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Because oh. I went to bed with that on last night. <laughs> wow. I went to bed with boxer shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never actually geez. listened to Nick Drake, but I have seen Jose Gonzalez live back in about oh, yeah. 2004. Oh, yeah. How was that? Um, actually, people kept shushing the whole time. I recorded oh. that show on minidisc and all you can hear is, shh. <laughs> Gil. Cool, man. This is probably the shortest episode we've ever done. Yeah, only an hour and 39 minutes. <clears throat> only 10 years and 59 days. Uh, did we have Dawn as the song yeah. last week? Uh, no, we had Slaughter Falls and Summoning. Oh, sweet. Dawn it is then, right? Oh, yeah. I'll just put the first track on, which is called like Nell at the Moon or something. Sweet. Whatever it is. Google the fuck out of it. We're Claim the Throne. ClaimTheThrone.com and uh, all the other shit. You can find Ash and Cabba on Twitter by using good searching techniques. See you, mate. Later. Later.